Hello. Hi, John. <gasps> Merlin, man. Twiddling a lot of knobs here. Oh yeah, what's yeah. Uh, what? What are you trying to you trying to dial it in? Well, you know, I got I got my DAW, my uh, digital audio. Oh, yeah. What's it? Right, your what's it? Yeah, and it's not. I think I I tried I tried I tried to get a little cute with it, and and now uh, I'm paying for it. Seems like you're a little gainy. You got a little gain stage. Oh, I'm a little gain. Let me turn it down. Hang on. All right. Is that better? Any difference? That's nice. Is it? Oh, that's nice. That's it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah you were peeking what. a little bit. You were. Now, now I am? No, no, you were. You oh, were boy. just a little bit up there toward the. Your t- John, toward the, John, I'm out of my depth. I'm out of my depth here. I, I could really use the help. I use this device that's got a lot of dip switches. Oh, it, really? You ever, Ooh, you ever that's deal with, uh, with dip switches? Well, you know, I love a dip switch. Yeah. You know, if I had a if I had a car that had a bunch of dip switches in it, I'd just be flipping them all the time. But, you know, any any machine that's got a switch on it uh rather than like a menu, mm-hmm. I'd I, I'd rather hit a switch any day than I would pull down a menu. Here's the here's the thing you got to know about me is um I get things uh this is also uh in my very short career in uh development uh, I had a practice that where I would I would keep working on it until it wasn't obviously broken. So I do that sure. with my DAW as well, which is I get it into some kind of a relatively dependable state, and then I try not to uh, touch it. You're yeah, a fiddler. Sure, you'll sure. fiddle with dip switches. You'll sit there with the manual and do the dip switches. No, 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 no. I I would rather set it and forget it. Like in all things in life, I want to set it and forget set it. Set it and forget it. Yeah. I'd like to set my. I'd like to do that with my relationships. I just oh, want to set them and forget them. Oof. I want my car to just set it and forget it. Uh, and things that require constant fiddling. Uh, you know, me crazy. I, I, but, I hate to. I hate to borrow your bit here, but you know, it's it's one of those things where you know when we got the computers and we got the internet, there was a wonderful future that was promised unto us. And it, you like to set it and forget it. It's fun to see new things, but then sometimes you get a, you get a little switch them up, and something mm-hmm. happens, and then mm-hmm. it's unset and forgotten, and now mm-hmm. you've got to recreate it. And then also sometimes the computer just stops working in some fashion, and it's difficult to know why. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I don't, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but I am fiddling with a lot of knobs. For some reason, you know, I don't, I, I'm not a Facebook person. I don't, I don't, I'm not a practitioner of their dark arts, hmm. but, uh, but I have, uh, I have uh, people, you know, there are some fan sites over there. I have my own profile. I go there, you know, on a, uh, on a active week, I'll go there once a day. Sometimes it's once every few days. Uh, but lately, uh, Facebook, you know, you, then you scroll down. You see all of the timeline of all of the people you went to high school with talking about QAnon and yeah. all of the I've heard that's quite a thing, realizing programs. all your friends are into QAnon. I've heard that's a thing. Yeah, though. it's a thing. It's a thing. But there's all the, you know, there's all the wonderful fans of, of Roderick on the Line and of the Long Winters and uh, of uh, a big road Omnibus. Roadwork road community, right? Roadwork community of friendly, friendly fire people. They're all on there. They're having scintillating conversations. I like to, I like to pop in, and it's most of the time it's read only, uh, uh, memory. But sometimes it's uh, <laughs> random access, <laughs> okay. and uh, and you know I do, you know I bop around. But lately, just I'm talking about the last few weeks. 
Facebook, after I scroll down about three comments, it just it just blanks out. Can't scroll down past three comments. Can't oh. look into the past more than the more than the top three posts. Okay, and it does it across all uh, all of the different sites. And I and I'm you know and I'm there and I'm like, did I not? Do an update of some kind? Did I not have mm. I like have no, I violated check, the terms your, of service? Check your firmware. Mm-hmm. Got to check the firmware. I got to check the oil. Got to check the fluids. The yes. windshield wiper. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm flipping all the dip switches on it. Can't figure it out. And the problem is, don't really care enough. So, so it's done that. It's done that internet thing where it is an absolute annoyance, but I don't care quite enough to like do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always annoyed by it. And I never fix it because mm-hmm. I don't care enough to fix it. But not fixing it, I, I stare it in the face every day. Not every day. but No, you know. I, I, know, I know what you mean. I go through that all the time. Like we've had some, um, you know, these days, the days go by before you know it, it's three o'clock. And there's all kinds mm-hmm. of things that I've kind of let go to seed because I keep thinking manana manana. Sure, sure, sure. And so I got a hand to myself today. I woke up, I went to bed early, got up kind of early, and I, I knocked down a lot of what I like to call mosquito tasks, which are like uh-huh. these little things that are kind of like what you're describing, which is like I, I wouldn't put it on my calendar, but if enough of these pile up, you start to feel a little bit like some kind of hoarder. You got all this stuff you got to do. So yeah, like this morning I, I got a bunch of stuff done. I cleaned out a cooler, I uh, which was really gross, and huh. I, I, I brought in some junk from the backyard that was really unsightly. And that's a nice feeling. You get four or five mosquito tasks, and here's the secret and, and the beauty part, which is once yeah. you get rolling, you know what I'm saying? You get ahead of steam rolling. on, and now you're like, give me more mosquito tasks. I want to fix all the things. Although the streams are swollen, you're going to keep those doggies rolling? Oh, yeah. Rolling, rolling, huh. rolling. No question oh, about nice. it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. My friends, there are so many things that you can do with Squarespace. Primarily, uh, you're going to create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into your new home on the web. You can showcase your work. You can create a blog or publish other kinds of content. I love their uh, image galleries. So fun to do. You can sell products and services of all kinds, promote your physical or online business. You could also announce an upcoming event or special project. You know, if you will it, it is no dream. Whatever you want to do, Squarespace, it's no. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers, powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online, get the ability to customize the look and feel, settings, products, all this and more with just a few clicks. Little click, a little drag, you got yourself a website. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. Uh, one thing I love is that you can preview what your page will look like on different kinds of dingus. It is so cool. They also offer a new way to buy domains where you can choose from over 200 domain name extensions, and that's a lot of extensions. They have analytics that help you grow in real time and built-in search engine optimization, free and secure hosting with nothing to patch or upgrade ever, and of course, they have their 24 by 7 award-winning customer support. They are encouraging folks to make it. Now, you probably know that I'm a huge fan of the Squarespace. I've been using them for uh, years, and you're using them right now because you're listening to the Roderick on the Line podcast, which is and has always been 
hosted exclusively on Squarespace. You know, I, I don't know what I got to do to make you guys go get a Squarespace. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, here's another thing I love. Uh, you go in, you uh, load up any content you want to load, and then you can go in, you can try on different templates, and only you will see what it looks like until you are ready to hit the trigger. It's so fun to do. It's a great way to freshen things up, put a fresh coat of paint on whatever you're working with. And it's a lot of fun. It's a really terrific uh, service. So please go right now to squarespace.com supertrain for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code supertrain to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, squarespace.com supertrain, offer code supertrain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. The um the mosquito tasks, boy, they they uh, they they bog me down. And I I know I know what you're saying. You go out, you drain the you drain the 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 pond. You mm-hmm. you get your um you you know you brush the beebles off the off the thingamabob. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the day, you're like, what did I do today? Well, I did all these things that were you know that needed to get done. Yep. But I but I don't. I'm super I'm super not not good at that or not good at, at it helps to write tasks. them down it helps I, I have a text file as i do i have a text file of all these kinds of things i have one just for tech annoyances which is all oh. stuff that like i think i could do something about if i spent a little bit of time with it there's stuff like that but you're not a big writer down are you well i mean I, if i i no mm. no and, and uh, you know a list list makers list making um you can you can drive yeah, yourself a, crazy with that. I I I know from I know from crazy. Like you can definitely go a little nuts on on doing too much writing down. My wonderful grandmother, as I've mentioned before, was an inveterate list maker to the point where she also had a meta list of all of her lists. And if she's waiting for a doctor's appointment, she'd pull out all these scraps of paper and do her cross tabs on like figuring out you know what lists needed to be updated with new lists. Wow, I I you know I almost never never make. A list, and um, and I don't know, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those things where I'm living in a world. I'm in a world. Mm. I'm at the, I'm at the grocery store, and the person in front of me and I are both people. We're both living in the exact same world. Somehow, our lives brought us to that grocery store at the same time. This person and I cannot be that different, really. But they're making lists, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. And so we might as well be living in. In France and alternate France, you know, like we, <laughs> alternate we might France. as well. Okay, you, like you it's know, like, like somehow the timeline got split, and there's like a second France. Yeah, there's this other France that this person lives in, where they're making lists. Oh, maybe in Sur, Prissy Small. Ah, wait, 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 wait. Wah, so, wah. Small. Uh, so that's the that's the kind of crazy thing. Like you see somebody in a fancy car, you see somebody in a cheap car, you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. But which one makes lists and oh, which one doesn't? Oh, we're not so probably, different, you and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably they both make lists and they are closer together than me. Uh, the the like the outlier, the guy that's that never makes. You a have list. a lot of mental lists though, like oh, yeah, your fail true. your failures and your near I failures. Do. <laughs> I do. Have Is that those. a list you keep running in your head? You feel like. I do. You know, lately uh, we've been saying grace at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. We we went uh, we went to dinner over at the uh, at the Ken Jennings house, and Ken right before dinner he said, you know, he he kind of he looked at my daughter and he said, now we're gonna say grace, so you know, buckle up. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, and so then we all said grace at the at the table. And the next night when we were at home, and it was a, you know, a lovely little, little 
gratitude. The next night when we got home, she said, we should say grace. And I was like, we absolutely should. Mm -hmm. So she made up a little grace. Thank you for this food and drink that we're lucky enough to have. Mm -hmm. And thank you for our, you know, all the good things. And then we all kind of nod. Sometimes I say, Koyanaskatsi. And sometimes mm. her mom says, you know, like, <laughs> namaste or whatever. Are you appropriating Philip Glass? It's become like a nice little thing that we do. It just, it, I think it it's slows lovely. Down. I could never yeah. get away with that, but I think it's lovely. Well, it's nice because, you know, it, what it does is it, it, it arrests the thing where you haven't even sat down in your chair yet and you look over and your kid is already shoveling food in their mouth. Yeah. And it's like, hey, whoa, slow down. Yeah, like, uh, who, who do you think brought you those chicken fingers? Yeah, everybody's got to get here first. You know, mm-hmm. you don't start eating until every. Oh, and her mom does this thing where she's like, you guys start without me, she says from the other room. No, I don't and care for that. I, no, and I always look at. At my daughter and I say, we don't start without mama. And she goes, I know. And then we sit there and, you know, from the other room, oh, go ahead and start without me. It's just like, we've been doing this for eight years. We no, have this never is, this once is how started you get without an, This you. is how you get an eating disorder. This is disordered eating. You, you, you like I, I've told you before, I had, a, I had a mate for a long time who I think got pretty weird because the dinner table is where – familial tensions would get played out in front of everybody and everybody was trying to control their food in a different way, you know? Uh-huh. And I think pretty uh-huh. soon you're a French model in alternate France. You know what I'm saying? Ye- exactly. You know, thin, exactly. Thin, thin, thin as a rail and, you know, getting a Karen Carpenter. I think there's two lovely things that you can do at dinner. One is well-known and one is less known. Um, oh, okay. I, 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 first of all, I feel like people who are not religious should be able to have a religion without the religion. You know what I mean? Here, here. Church, Absolutely. Church is nice. Institution of religion, not a huge fan. I think it's nice. You've already said it. I'm not going to repeat it. But taking a minute to like, we're going to stop here and we're going to express gratitude for what we have. I think that could hardly be a nicer thing. Nice. The other thing my friend Richard used to do with my ex and his current at the time is, you know what they do before they ate? They didn't pray, but they kiss each other on the lips right before they start eating. And I think that's nice too. Oh, Isn't that, that kind of nice. nice? Yeah, it's really nice. You don't, you don't always remember to kiss people. Yeah, kiss them right on the lips. What's well, dinner time? Are you going to use that mouth? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, we got a thing around here where at a certain age, just not very long ago, my daughter all of a sudden was like, kiss me on the lips. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she was like, the lips. People kiss on the lips. And I was like, yeah, they do. They don't just kiss each other on the forehead. Like has been your experience your whole life, kiss being kissed on the forehead and told to. We were we're a lip cool. kissing family. Any any gender, any combination, you can kiss them on the lips. Kiss them right on the lips. Mm-hmm. So you know you know how the the Rodericks are a little bit like I don't know. I don't see your mom redi- being a big lip kisser. No 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 no. We're a little reticent about about uh, like displays of affection that go over our imaginary line. It can, it can like, become, okay, un- it right. becomes unseemly. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You're my child. I like you and everything, but like ease up with the, with all, with all the affection. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but she was like, you know, she wanted, she wanted to see what lip kissing was like. And you know, my daughter is probably like just natively more sensual than I am. She just is like, she likes experience. She wants to, you know, like, hmm. and I, I kind of sit back and go like, yeah, I mean, I can guess what that, feels like i don't need to touch it 
She's, she's, like, she's, she's a physical, you feel like she's kind of a physical person. She's living in the world. You know? She's living in it. She's living in the world. She's, she's not, not just watching. Whatever... She's not on the sidelines. She's, she's in no, it. She's not in alternate France like me or the other guy. I can't even tell which one of us is in alternate France. It's probably me. And so, uh, so yeah, we, so, so we started doing the lip kisses and you know, it's, it's, it's definitely true that if one of us is uncomfortable with it, it's me, but it's not uncomfortable. It's just like, mm, okay, how's that? Uh, enjoy <laughs> it while you can. There, there are ways in which I feel like I've always, at least from my POV, always had a, a good relationship with my kid and you know, she likes me. I like her. Mom likes mm-hmm. her. She likes mom. Like, you know, and of course, as always, since the beginning, there's oscillations on a, you know, a few days basis of, of who she likes more. But it, despite the fact that I feel like our relationship in many ways has never been better, she's also pushing 13. So like, oh, yeah. I'm not really allowed to touch her anymore. She doesn't uh-huh. like being, not just me. She just doesn't, she doesn't like being touched. And nope. sometimes if I've done something really nice, I get an out of nowhere hug and a kiss. And like, I, I really miss that. Scott Simpson years ago was talking about how all he has to do is stick his hand out at like a 30 degree angle and his son grabs his hand when they're walking around. And he's like, yeah, now but I'm not, I don't get that anymore. I'm like, oh, that must suck. No, that's me. Aww. I missed that. Maybe I'm more sensual than I realized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I do treasure it. I treasure these moments. And I've, I've been lately, um, because we say this, Grace, mm-hmm. at dinner, uh, I have at some point she introduced the idea of saying something that you were grateful for. And I don't know where that came from. She That's said so she, good, she, so good. She showed up at dinner one time and she was like, "Thank you for this food and drink and blah blah blah." That we that was that we have. It's like it, she doesn't say that was placed before us because she doesn't use the passive on it. She knows how it got there, mm-hmm. and so she says, "You know, thank you for this food and drink that either." mama or daddy made at this juncture in our lives. I don't, I don't know exactly her wording, but then she was like, say something you're grateful for. And it kind of, you know, it it does, it's not like it goes around the table. There's only three of us, Mm -hmm. but when it was my turn, you know, my lists of failures and disappointments that I carry around with me all the time, kind of normally exclude me from, thinking at all about anything that I'm grateful for because whatever I can think of that I have gratitude for is immediately, you know, shoulder to side or clouded with conditionals or, you know, something. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you have a a torrent of asterisks coming at you. Right. That's right. Every, every wonderful thing. I'm just like, well, except that in this context, you know, what the world is on fire, whatever. And so, but she's not interested in hearing that. She doesn't want she doesn't want daddy uh, to do a soliloquy here. We're, we've got hot food in front of us, <laughs> you know, like get in, get out. And so I started, I started saying these things, you know, and I'm not, I'm not thinking about this. This is just the shit that comes out of me. Yeah. Just straight and off the dome. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, the first couple of times I said, well, I had some, I had some triumphs and I had some defeats today. And I guess the triumphs in the end outweighed the defeats <laughs> i guess <laughs> and and you know and the the two of them would kind of you know look at me and like hmm. slow slow not, not the tone we're looking for <laughs> and then you know then back and they were both like i'm grateful for my family and i'm grateful for these times and i'm like well I, you know i feel like hmm. the defeats didn't quite and there were, a, there were a couple of times where i was like 
Yeah, the defeats. I had more defeats than victories today, but I'm grateful that I'm still sucking air. <laughs> and as as the as the weeks went by, I realized that if I if I had to um, lay them out, if I had to like describe each one, all right, what was a victory? Yeah. And uh, and what was a defeat? I could name the victories, uh, but the defeats I couldn't. I couldn't put my finger on them. Like cuz defeats are in some ways, well there are the kinds of defeats one has that are like very sort of unavoidable. Like if you lost a court case or something. But a lot of times failure is an absence. And sometimes it's difficult to articulate feelings about an absence. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, that's exactly right. A, cu- a couple of days ago, I was pulling weeds, and I had this uh, tenacious <laughs> weed, and I, I pulled it this. really hard. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I was really leaning back on it, and then it then it snapped, and I punched myself in the ball. <laughs> I love and it so that, much. I like that very, more than the Star Wars tweet. I love that. Yeah, and you're right, it is an underappreciated a, tweet. <laughs> it's a clear defeat. You know, like that one at the end of the, at the dinner table, it's like, well— there was one thing that didn't go right today because, you know, it was a full punch. Like I had to, I had to spend 10 minutes recuperating from it. And it was like, how so many times in your life does that like happen? like below waist level and you yeah. lost, it pulled or lost. And so you just jammed the underside of your big man fist right into your bathing suit area. Yeah, that's right. Just kapow. <sighs> um, but in most cases, it's like you're saying the defeats were just a sort of sense of absence mm-hmm. of I don't know what a different victory or just just like mute, and so I was so I I realized in this kind of like small little gratitude moment that I was I was showing up at the dinner table and it was another example of this backpack I carry around all the time yeah. a backpack <laughs> uh, that. Um, where I was like, what exactly were your defeats today? Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, I'm not saying this at the table. They're all eating their spaghetti, but mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you said that. You're doing, that, you're doing that, a meta review at this point. Rather than yeah, the I'm ongoing saying, monologue, personal commentary from your Welsh troll. Now at this point, you're like my grandma with her lists of lists. Now you're casting about for like, how do I frame my failures? Right. Well, you know, I'm so they're used to sometimes at dinner me putting my fork down and staring at my uh, plate with a furrowed brow for a few moments. Like they don't, they just they end up talking about something else while while all of a sudden I'm fixated on a on a uh, like a like a leaf, a leafy green. But I but I definitely felt like you didn't have any defeats today. What defeat did you have? Yeah. And it's like, well, the general feeling of defeat. Well, no, that's not. You said that you had, you had victories today and you had defeats. And yet I, when you say, what were your victories? You can run them down. You can name five things that you did that were a success. And you can't name a single defeat except a kind of vague sense. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't outweigh your victories. That's not equal to one is a one is a, a, a number of nouns that generate a, a positive emotion, and the other one is your personality. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> it is, it's I not as simple as had... just saying, well, here's three of these and three of those, column A, column B. It's like, no, this is my, like, it's like me. It's like if somebody says to me, like, what are you anxious about? I'm like, yeah, right. I mean, right. how about everything? Well, that's the thing. I, I found out, I, I figured that my defeats are just that I had to hang out with myself all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you had to hang out with yourself while you were while you were scoring all these small victories and yeah. i was like yeah i know but i mean you know look at this guy like i couldn't i i uh, I, I wouldn't join a club that would have me you know except here i am here, yeah, here I, heard, I heard an anecdote today about studio 54 that steve what's his name had a famous line uh along the lines of the groucho marx bit which is that when people when they talk about like how picky he is about who's allowed in and he's like i, I would not let myself into this club Oh, like sure. I, I, I am too, I am too unhandsome to come to Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> yeah, well, it's. I mean, I say the same thing about uh, about all my records. It's like I don't think I would like the long winters. Oh boy. I mean, you know, if I was just like, if I had to buy a record, I don't think I would buy a long winters record. I want to read you something. Where we don't um, have enough distortion. I want to. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Well, you know, you you got some good ACDC parts. That you made Mike Squires play. Uh, this is something I read on the air, and this is a true story. Um, so there was a thing that happened a few weeks ago. I'm going to peg it to around July 15th, um, which was that there was a big hack at Twitter, and basically everybody who was a verified user, and I think anybody who had changed or attempted to change their password in the last 30 days got locked out. Now that second group, they got locked out for a good long time. I think like over a week. But when when things did come back, there was weird people. I thought this was actually very funny. But having fun with oh, the blue checks aren't here. You know, the mods are off uh, sipping mimosas. Let's go crazy and take over the website because the blue checks aren't here to well actually us or whatever. And lol. And and something this is a, what I'm going to read you here is a true story that happened. Um, and it felt appropriate to post this on the internet that night when I got my posting privileges back. Um, went out to the garage to get more toilet paper. And I tried to carry way too much at once. And since I was wearing very loose sweatpants with my phone in the pocket, my pants fell down in the driveway and I had to shuffle like a crab until I got inside. Pound sign blue check life. So here's where we get back to Nora Ephron. Everything is copy. That's the sure. thing. And like, like Nora Ephron says, or is purported to have said, like when you slip by, we've said this before, but when you slip on a banana feet, banana peel like you know everybody laughs at you but when you tell the story of slipping on a banana peel and you do it well people are more likely to laugh with you and i right. do think about that and you brought a lot of joy to my life when you punched yourself in the balls that was pretty mm-hmm. goddamn funny that was a very idiocracy moment mm-hmm. uh-huh. well that's i think a lot of <clears throat> a lot of the balance both you and i have a certain percentage of our posts that uh, where, where we are the goat of the, of the post, right? There's a, there's an aspect to the way that I uh, perform on the internet where, you know, and, and perform in all of my shows where like self aggrandizement, self mythology is a part of the, is a part of my shtick where, you know, I, I always find a kind of like, Oh, as a, as a big pirate, I sometimes like a cold drink of milk. You know, like I, I just have that, you know, yeah, I don't have to tell you. Huh? Uh, but part of that also um, requires that you, you pop that balloon sometimes. You mock yourself. You can't, you know, you can't 
believe it. I mean, like, and live the, in the world. The, the one of the great recipes for being dislikable is, and you see this. Like, this is a very blue check thing. Is that whole like you know like for what's the guy's name? Is it John Puderitz? But there's that one guy, dingling right wing guy who uses his Twitter account to like yell at you know the place that delivered his sandwich and stuff like that. And, and you know when you everybody does that, you've done that with airlines. I've done that with sure. airlines. But the thing is, like if you are constantly taking yourself that seriously, that you are frequently demanding justice for your sandwich on a regular basis, you don't seem like a serious person and you seem like kind of an asshole. If you can't have any metaphysical distance from your own dumb personality to be able to look at it and laugh, you're going to be a serially unhappy person and a nationally um, (laughs) unlovable character. Well, yeah, and I think you, I think what, what, one thing that's true of both you and we're not so different, you and I. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, we're just uh, we're just we're, we're we're in adjacent France. We're just two two guys trying to get out of France. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But but your persona and mine, our internet personas, which are different from our actual personalities, we are we are kidding at our own expense. Uh, often more often than it might seem to the casual observer, playing. Playing with our, uh, with our, our, uh, like our facsimile, playing with, playing our, with our, mm-hmm. playing with our bits, playing with our avatars, <laughs> and you see sometimes people come flying in out of left field. I don't know whether they just started following or whether they've been following us both for ten years, listening to all our shows, and still don't get jokes sometimes. Yeah. But you know, come out of nowhere and they're like, "That sounds arrogant," and it's like, "Wow, people really? Are, people, are, yes. people are dying, man." That's the whole. That's the whole bit. It does sound arrogant. That's, that's my the whole joke. bit. <laughs> uh, I do that every single day. I know, and I and I do. I'm it not going to. I'm not going to give that up. Be, I'm not going to. I'm not about to yet give that up. This is why I mute everything immediately. But I'm not about to give that up because you know you can't be troubled to find one trowel of context for what it means. Right, but it, but it's you know it's um. It's key, I think, to – I mean everybody we know has a some, – some, some people have a lot – like Dave Hill, Todd Berry, they occupy a, a, a fursona of mm, themselves Yeah, that is very real. Todd Berry really is that way. He's absolutely that big of an asshole and yet <laughs> it's also a fursona. You know, he's, he's cosplaying it's Todd a bit, Berry. It's a bit but not a bit. It's a bit, but not a bit. I mean, I, I have spent many times with Todd where he's like taking a selfie and I'm, and I kind of like edge into the picture and he's like, um, yeah, can you not be in my picture? Got to read the room. Got to read the room. Got to know what the bit is. If you don't know, you know, it's like, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, you know, don't come in until you know what I forget the word they use, but until you know what the play is. Don't come in until you. If know I'm what here trying fuck. to sell Jonathan Price some very very nice Florida real estate by tacitly attacking his manhood, like don't come in here and cuck me because it's going to look weird and don't don't screw up my deal because you didn't read the room. Heard that? Heard that? I, I, well, so yeah, go. Well, no, I no no I'm, no no, no. I, sorry. 
I'll fix it in post. Persona. Persona. Oh boy. Oh no. Yeah, that's the corona. I got I get the corona every minute of every day. Uh, but no, no, you know, Merlin, things are good. The 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 one thing that's changed hmm. around here. I was going to ask uh, about this. I had a I had yeah, a, had a really good segue for this. Are you ready for my segue? Oh, okay. Let's hear. And it. not the one I ride on. All I wanted to say before, just in passing, something I forget at my peril is that it's difficult. It's more difficult to be angry if you're being helpful or grateful. And by helpful, I don't mean posting through it. But if you're actively helping someone else or you're actively being grateful. It's difficult to have that freeform anger. And I forget that at my peril. I get so up my own ass and I get so frustrated and, yes, so anxious that I forget I could make this go away right now by going and doing something nice for somebody. I know that's a really corny thing to say, but I do believe that's true. And to me, that's why I really like that you guys are having a little grace. Yeah. 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 A, a little, and, I, and I'm conscious of all of my friends that have. Uh, that have children that are older than 12, they all say the same thing, which is treasure these moments when she still likes you and she still wants to hang out with you. And she does, you know, yeah. she does still like me and she does want to hang out with me. And I, and I am treasuring it. Um, you don't, you don't get any points for not kissing your kid. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And, and, you know, and we're very physically affectionate, right? I mean, we do, we, we have a lot of hugs and we have a lot of tickles and we, we spend a lot of time together kind of curled up although she's always even when she was like two years old you could you could she would sit on your lap you could hug her you could hold her but then there was but then it was enough she's, was she's enough. like a cat well hang on yeah. don't, don't save it for the show but she's like yeah. a cat in that sense of a cat will let you do all kinds of stuff until they realize they're vulnerable and then they bite you and shit yeah and so she would just you know when she could first walk she would at a certain point be done. And and I had I had what friends to get away had, from you. <laughs> as soon as she could, you know. I had yes. friends that had kids that were little cuddle bugs mm. that would just sit and cuddle with them for hours. Yeah. <clears throat> and when when you know when she got a little bit older, I was like, you know, don't you want to just a little we'll just watch TV or something, you just cuddle? And she was like, yeah, we, yeah, we cuddled. And I'm like, yeah, all right. We cuddled. We did. I mean, I could I could go another round. And she's like, no, that's, you know, like yeah. she just always had, she had an amount of cuddle that <laughs> filled her up <laughs> and yeah. she's, you know, she's still that way. There will always be, I would always, uh, I would always sit there for another minute, uh, longer than she would, but it, but, but the idea that one day that uh, that's not going to be there is actually in my own emotional life like a return to normal, right? Before she oh, was born, okay. yeah. nobody cuddled with me in my whole life. When I was a kid, you know, <laughs> yeah. nobody cuddled with me. Yeah. When I was in, when I was in young relationships, you know, how, who's got time to cuddle? Like we don't, you know, we had somewhere to be. And, um, <clears throat> I never, never just sat curled up under a, under an Afghan, uh, with anybody. So, so when, you know, when I had a, a child that was, that was li little and liked me, this, and I'm in the middle of it right now, like it's peak cuddle for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when, but when it goes away, I'm hoping I survive it. Uh, I hope, I hope that it goes by easily because I just kind of 
we'll just sort of retract to regular, which is like, right. You, re- you no, resume your uh, normal operations back in original France. Yeah, that's right. No, no cuddles for me anymore. No. And, you know, and now it's <laughs> now everything's my fault again. And that's yes. great. I mean, that's where I'm. That's, that's as it my should be. Yeah. That's right. John, one of the problems with Facebook I deactivated my Facebook account when Christ was a corporal. I briefly had an Instagram account, and then I briefly had another Instagram account. And I finally, I think as you know, was like, I got to get out of this. And I miss it. And it sucks. And here's the problem. All my, all my friends have Instagram. All my friends are enjoying Instagram. They're learning about yoga pants and, sure. and, and sticks that you can use to like hit an elevator button and stuff like that. But my problem is, I, whether this is on the Twitter, clicking a link, or it's going directly to the site, I am, unless I log in, I'm unable to see anything but the thumbnail on the website. Oh, I feel yeah. like I feel like I really this is this is the day that I'm most bummed because it appears that you may have a new resident in your household. Yeah, so you know, I'm living here. I'm living here uh and really, you know, in my in in my whole life as we've discussed many times, I I feel like I'm living on bar- borrowed time every everywhere I go. Um, <laughs> I want to come back to that at some point. <laughs> but are but, you, you know, a haunted was, man? <laughs> <laughs> when when um when my daughter was uh in vitro uh her mother lived in a two bedroom apartment in downtown Seattle and she had two cats uh and both cats were uh awful one of them oh. one of them was a cat that was uh, deranged it had at <laughs> one point because as you know you know my daughter's mother was married to your friend and mine, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Sean Nelson, singer of Harvey Danger. And when they friend, were- Friend, friend married, of the show. Very good friend of the show. Friend of the show. He's never listened to the show, but he's a friend of it. No, but I can still um, talk to him about Jason Faulkner and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. guys, you know, you got that side, you got a sidebar going. It's going to last last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I respect his taste a lot. He is a, he's a, he's a great curator. Did you know he met Robin Hitchcock? Culture. I did know that. Yes. Um, anyway, he and she had two cats and one of them, the one that was deranged, I think was not the one that fell out of their third story window and survived, but the deranged one was one of those cats that, um, when I say one of those cats, this is the only cat I've ever seen do it. So it's not one of those cats. This cat was a cat that in its broken mind could not differentiate between the most violent, angry hiss and what you did under a no, in a normal day when someone petted you. That's, so not, you would wholesome. Pet this, That's not wholesome no, at all. You'd pet this cat and then it would rear back like with like a viper and <sighs> Like the most violent, like you, you could, you could smell the, 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 the cat food from two days ago come out of this cat in this like evil hiss. And then it, then it would go back to purring and, and kneading you like, you know, with their little need, need paws. I've dated that cat. And I'm just like, what the fuck? This cat is, this cat sucks. Yeah. Straighten it out. You piece of shit. And as it, as it got older, it went more hiss, less cuddle more hiss less like, more hiss less bliss more hiss less bliss mm-hmm. that cat 
was no good. The cat's name was Genghis, if that gives you a sense of, of its personality. Oh, wow. And then the Na- other cat. his destiny, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The other cat was, was a fine cat, Zelda, named for Zelda Fitzgerald. Uh, a, a fine, a fine cat until Zelda stopped grooming herself. And I think Zelda might've been the one that fell out the window. Huh? Was Zelda uh, depressed? I think Zelda had kitty depression. Well, this is, you shouldn't um, name a cat Zelda. I mean, that's, it's like naming exactly. your cat Manson. Like, what do you expect? Your, your name is your destiny in yeah. that case too. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so these two cats, the, the one that, Honestly, should have been put to sleep when it was six months old because it, because God just made some mistakes. It's a mercy some, killing, but the mercy is for the household. Yeah, just I mean for the world, right? Sure. Why? Sure. Nobody wants this. The cat itself doesn't want it. Like if you could go back and, and kill Baby Genghis, would you? You know? Would you? I think mm-hmm. you would. I sure. think you'd smother Baby Genghis. Zelda. I I think it's probably Genghis that that brought. Zelda's depression on. How can you can you imagine living with a thing like that? I can't. That? I can't imagine that. Your your only cat yeah. friend is 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 an asshole. Yeah, of course that's right. going to rub off. So Zelda stopped cleaning herself, and it was just like ah, Zelda. So you, I, so I'd go over to uh, to to visit uh, you know my good my very close lady friend, and there were these two monsters, and you know she's. <clears throat> She inherited the cats in the divorce because uh, our good friend, a friend of the show, Sean Nelson, you know, was not uh, able to care for another living thing. And so, um, so she, but, and she wanted them and has, has an ability. Did it have that implied question mark to it? No, no, no. I think she, she wanted them, but she has. She was in for the duration. She was going to see this through to the end. Okay. And she has the the sort of hippie blind spot of like sort of I mean it's a wonderful it's a wonderful cloak to wear a wonderful uh, technicolor dream coat mm. to be able to put on where everything is fine everything is fine oh the cat the hissing cat it's fine I'm sure that you know like she just she doesn't she definitely does not sit down at the dinner table and start cataloging her faults. And also does not – she doesn't see color. Hmm. And in, in, by, by color, I mean problems. Got she it. just doesn't see problems. But so our daughter was on the way. Our daughter was was uh, busy being built <laughs> in, inside of this mall. <laughs> Work in progress. And I said, look, uh, I don't have a lot of uh, – you know, I, I don't have a lot of say – in the world, really. Mm-mm. I mean, there are only a few things that I'm really going to stand stand my ground on, and for the most part, I go along to get along. I'm I, I try to be everybody's friend, hundred percent. But I don't want to bring our little girl into this world, and by this world, I mean the the murder cat and the dirty cat. The two together <laughs> just feel like an unsafe environment. <laughs> and so I know that they're your little babies. Uh, or something, you've had them for some amount of time that you presumably uh, have developed a feeling of care for them. But um, they belong, uh, they, they need to go live on a farm. Oh. Uh, they belong somewhere else. Because, you know, you've got your trichodicinosis or whatever, mm-hmm. your your tri- your triscodecophobia that you if get. If you don't think you've got it, that's how you know you got oh, it. That's how you know you got it. Mm-hmm. And I think she had it because she liked these cats. And yep. there was no reason that you The trichinosis is very persuasive. 
she's breathing in the cat litter. Uh-huh, and I was uh-huh. like, I don't want that in the ba- I don't want that in the baby's uh, bassinet. And I don't want these cats coming in in the night and smothering her to death. They like, steal a baby's breath is what they say. Mm-hmm. They steal the baby's breath. It's right there in the in the books. Those legends yeah. aren't for nothing. No, no. Every every stereotype has a basis in reality, especially if it's an asshole cat. An asshole cat is stealing baby's breath. So mm-hmm. I said, they, they got to go. I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, there's not, look, I'm not telling you that you've got to convert to my religion. I'm not even saying, uh, that that you're gonna let me you're gonna let me in this house, but my if that's true, <laughs> my last word as I as you kick me out of here is that these cats have to go with me, and they're gonna go with me just as far as the nearest farm, and she found a home for them. She found a home for them with her uh, her older sister who is like one of those people that ha- when you walk into the kitchen there's a cat on top of the refrigerator, hmm. and you go huh. Does a cat, how does a cat get up there? Oh, it's this like, is the kind of person, we're not going to use a disparaging term, but there are no. people who are somewhat better built to handle cats at scale, even when they're assholes. Yes. There's a cat over there. There's a cat over here. Mm-hmm. You walk in the house and you're like, mm-hmm. do, I get, do I get to pet a cat? There's like a lot of cats in this house. Can't pet any of them <laughs> because they all, are, they all have a, their own thing that they're doing. And it's like, I'm in a cat. I'm in a house full of cats. I don't get a single. There's not one of these cats that wants to just sit here on the couch with me and let me pet it. Nope. Yeah. In fact, you're not allowed to see the cats. You can't. The cats don't want to be seen except for the one on top of the refrigerator. And don't try and touch it because it's gonna because it's gonna bat you away. And these two cats, the dirty cat and the and the psycho cat, went in went into this house and never came out. You know, they went in there and and whatever it is that they needed, they got. And it was, and love was all around us mm-hmm. and we got him out of the house and, and we, <clears throat> we scoured the apartment so that when the baby arrived, there was, let's hope only just the faintest little whiff of litter under the couch. And it was no sickness, no. And the thing is, I'm allergic, <clears throat> I'm allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I, I was always, there was always a kind of sticky eyed, like, <clears throat> But fast forward now nine years. Wow. There's been a there's been a when cat you put it that way, hole. it seems like such a long time. It's a long time. Oh man. There's been a cat shaped hole in um in my daughter's mother's partner's heart. <laughs> and you know, I grew up with cats. My mom loves cats. We all love cats. Even the worst cat. And so the idea of a cat. It's just been, you know, floating around, you know, every once in a while. Somebody yeah, would say, yeah. what about, what about cat? Yeah, sometimes there's an idea in the air. I'm very familiar with this. Yeah. Yeah. And then there would be, you know, there's, there's a million reasons not to get a cat. Yep. And we'd run down all those reasons. And it was like, yeah, all right, yeah, that's right. But here we are, here we are coronavirus and entering into, what are we doing now? Month 15? Yeah. Something like that. And um, <clears throat> everybody's got. Uh, quarantine on we, and all of a sudden the idea of a cat comes back up. And interestingly, my kid is kind of uh, ambivalent about it. Hmm. She she's she's never had a pet. She she's and not as, one of those kids who craves X animal to be in the house. No, what what she wants is, um, what she wants is to have a whole group of much younger children between the ages of four. 
and yeah, f- f- topping out at five, younger children that do not yet have the voice to express their own will. She wants a group she of wants them. Somebody, she wants the people she can manage. She wants to manage a group of five much younger children. Okay. That's what she wants. If she could have her druthers, we would have four four-year-olds hmm. that she just got to dress up and tell what to do. And a cat just seemed like, I mean, she, you know, she goes to her aunt's house and there's seven cats in there and nobody can find them. And so a cat just seemed like, eh, eh. That makes sense. Her, her experience is that the the cats of her life, and she's also not at that age or hasn't had the opportunity to find internet cats. So a thing that'll sometimes happen in our house, and I, I'm not, I'm I'm ashamed to say this, but sometimes when the cat's not in the room, and we're looking at pictures of cats and we're, or videos of cats, and we're um, my wife and I are laying on the bed like you know like Charlie Bucket's grandparents and looking at our phones, we go oh, and then we'll say very sotto voce, oh man, I really want a normal cat someday. I want a regular cat because we have a dirty cat. It's not a murder cat, but we do have a dirty cat. But you crave, you see like, oh, look at this cat's normal. Or like this cat is kitty-like. And like you crave that. But your daughter has not had exposure to internet cats in a way that would would normalize uh, cat uh, cat, uh, domesticity for her. Yeah, she just, you know, like I was raised with cats. And so the idea of a new cat... You're just kind of trying to slot the new cat in somewhere between your best cat, your favorite cat, and your worst cat. You want you want the new cat to be somewhere in between your best and worst cat. And maybe if you get lucky and it exceeds your best cat ever, mm-hmm. I mean you really get lucky there. And that would be Lewis for you? That would be Lewis. Mm-hmm. Lewis was the was my last cat and my best cat. Mm-hmm. And Lewis, in being my best cat, had to exceed the lofty heights uh, achieved by both Guido, who was formerly my best cat, and before that, Mel, who was one of the great cats. That sounds like a high bar, John. It was, and that's not to say that uh, the cats in the middle, like like Tippy and Flaky and Puppy and Puppy too, mm-hmm. weren't all great cats too. I mean, I didn't. We never had a bad cat. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, there was Lucy. Lucy was a bad cat. But Lucy went to live with Eric Corson, and Lucy and Eric Corson are bonded, deeply bonded. It was the wrong match for you. Wrong match. Mm -hmm. Lucy and I just, Lucy and my family, my entire family, we just didn't have the same needs. But Eric and Lucy, they are, they are totally. Sometimes creatures vibrate on different wavelengths. And I don't know what that means, but I believe it to be true. There are sometimes people, and this could be like a very Kurt Vonnegut, Bokanonism thing, but there are some people that you instantly vibe with because there's some kind of vibration. And I think sometimes you'll put up with a murder cat or a dirty cat for a long time out of, you know, uh, uh, noblesse oblige or, you know, some kind of, uh, some kind of honor to to care for the creature. But Um, it's different when you meet somebody that you can really vibe with. Yeah, I think the first time that Lucy um, met Eric, uh, Lucy did what she did to everyone that she first met, which was viciously attack them. And Eric thought, ha ha, that's amazing. And then I said, and every time Eric came over to the house, he was like, where's my girl? You know, where's Lucy? And she would attack him and shred him. And he was like, that's good. That's fantastic. You know, (laughs) just like she just turned him to hamburger. And so I was like, do you want to babysit Lucy? And he was like, sure. And then 
as soon as Lucy was with Eric, it was like, uh, it was, it was like absolute heaven match. He would walk into his house and it was like <clears throat> Inspector Clouseau. Uh, he would, you know, Looking walk in for the door Kato. Like, <laughs> and then she would come t- jumps out, out of the refrigerator, you know, just like rip him. And he's like, ha ha ha. Uh, and they've been, you know, she's still alive. I mean, she's got to be 15 now. Jeez. Anyway, the other day, I get read into a new dossier. Oh, okay. Which is the, we've been looking at cats online. And I was like, oh. You know, and oh, I don't get Oh, I know consulted. how this goes. Where they, where they have, they have secret meetings behind your back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I don't I've, get consulted I've, about it, about everything. Oh, for, please. I don't get anything. consulted about anything. Sometimes furniture shows up at the house. It might be an animal. There's some kind of a plan. No, absolutely. I don't get read into very much at all. Because I think they know that I'm a negative Nelly about a lot of stuff. <laughs> Abundance of caution. But that does not stop them from having, I think, fairly extensive conversations behind the scenes about what the next plan is. My my fi- The plan is a thing I never – I didn't realize was a thing about domesticity. Like, you know, having never been shacked up with anybody, I didn't mm-hmm. – never – you know, people had to alert me to a plan because I had my own front door lock, you know. Yeah. But now I'm like standing in the kitchen at 1.15 uh, in my socks drinking a cup of coffee and someone walks through the kitchen. It could be either one of them and say, oh, at 2 o'clock you need to be at X – because you know, uh-huh. X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, at two o'clock, I need to be what? Did I, th- has this, oh, no, no, we've been working on this for weeks. And I'm oh, like, brother. But I, but I, I don't, I do, and it's just like, uh-huh. that, that, the person that alerted me to that is already just a whiff, just a ghost oh, of you're, perfume. Oh, you're being, now you're being counter-revolutionary. You know, get with the <laughs> program, right. read the book. Get with the book. Anyway, so we, where was I? I was somewhere. I, there was a thing I had to do and these days that seems pretty unusual, right? Pretty rare. Yes. But I had a thing. I don't remember what it was. It was a thing. You know what happened? Hmm. Jason Finn, friend of the program. Big fan. His, uh, his lady friend, Legenda, um, Legenda said, texted me and said, Jason hasn't done anything in the in the last five months, and I think that he right. needs some companionship. And I said, "What? Why are you looking at me?" Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Well, I don't, I don't know. Do, do you know? Do you do you know any other friends that he has?" And I was like, "No, I guess not." And she was like, "Right. So you need to come." You talked about this how how you got sort of assigned. Where he was assigned to you, that now now uh, Jason's a project, and and you guys are going to do some 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 guy stuff and and hang out a little bit, get him out of the house, get him in, motion. get him out of there. Yeah. So so he came over to my house, but now I was going over to Jason's, uh, Jason's very stylish townhouse in downtown Seattle, top right on top of Capitol Hill. It's got a lot of art, Jason right? Had, Is that right? Townhouse full of fantastic art. It's very very nicely done. He has a Jason has a wonderful eye. Um, it's very chic place, mm-hmm. and I was going to come over with our friend Tina, who is also uh, an art collector. Tina is um, Tina is a an engineer who builds giant cranes, and Tina worked on the crane, designed and built the crane that lifts the space shuttle onto its 
gas tank. Shit, dog. Tina built the crane that opens Safeco Field's roof. The the <sighs> whatever, not the crane, but like the machine. Wow, like, that's that's she, a big doings. She's one of these engineers that has like her um she's a member of the global marketplace or whatever. Like she builds things and so she's like, I'm in Taipei this week because I'm building this giant, I guess, crane, some giant machine, you know? Yeah, well, I, I just did a podcast about how you can convince a guy to wear a CPAP if you tell him it'll make him come. So I'm not exactly sweating it. <clears throat> I'm doing some pretty important work here, too. Well, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Me, too. You know? Yeah, but I mean, she's I, I'm like, I don't I think I'm sensitive about it, but, you know, just because you make it, you know, they'll need a crane in, uh, in Taipei. Take the house they built for her apart. Well, she, so she used to, you know, back in the day, she used to say to me, like, why don't you come down to Florida with me? They're launching another space shuttle and I'm going to be there, uh, with the hard hat on, you know, like standing in front of some yellow button. And I was like, ah, yeah, maybe next, maybe next time, this time I've got a, you know, I'm like playing a show at a, at ye old cranky coffee shop for 15 people or something. (laughs) Never went, never went down with my friend Tina and watched a space shuttle because just like seeing Nirvana, I figured out yep. it would, you know, I could do it next week. That's me and Husker do. Meanwhile, you're at home, like, sorting through your ticket stubs. And it's like, that's gone. Yeah. Never saw Husker do? You? Mm-mm. Oh, that breaks I just ri- arrived a little bit a little bit too late and just never had the opportunity. And then in 1987, suddenly they're not together anymore. Yeah, it was the, me with Nirvana. They, I walked out in, I, you know, I walked past a couple of venues where they were playing inside. And was yeah, like, they're from Seattle. Ah, you know, they're from Seattle. Kid, or not from Seattle, kid. but they played in Seattle a lot. I don't know if you know that. They're, they're famous for having been from the They're Seattle from Everett, region. no, Aberdeen, Aberdeen. 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 Okay. Aberdeen, 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 as we say. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was at dinner at Jason's house. Tina was there. Also, Tina has a fantastic art collection, even better than Jason's. Legenda was there, we, and Jason was making me some sous vide uh, filet mignons. Mm, that's a good way to do it. It was really nice. It was really Perfect nice. We had a nice time. time. Mm-hmm. And then I got home, and I brought Jason some uh, – so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal a little something here. Okay. Um, you know, my daughter's really into Star Wars. I don't know how it happened. I fought it every step of the way. Hmm. I was like, I don't think you want to be into Star Wars. Look, I know a lot of people that are into Star Wars. I don't think that's what you want from life. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, I don't know who her influences were. I think it was just, I think it was just Star Wars. It's in the air, man. It's in the air. It's in the air. She got into it. She read all the books. And she loves Dark Vader, right? Uh, not anymore. I mean, Ooh. she's really into, I mean, it's just not like she doesn't love him, but yeah. she's, you know, she's watched all the Clone Wars. So hmm. that's a good, she knows Anakin. everything it's a about very good Anakin. It's a good Anakin. Uh, she does, you know, and I, and I, I've got my little, uh, my little Clone Wars era, uh, Obi-Wan imitation that I do. Anakin. Oh, that's pretty good. I, 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 I do a pretty big, I do one based on the movie that came after that. Always on the move. <laughs> that's nice. I like, but that. you also get, uh, you get some nice Ayla Secura. She's a lot of fun. I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Thank you. But it's in the air. Anyway, She's got it. And you're here. bringing something to Jason's dinner with the crane woman. Well, yeah. So what I started to do was I realized, you know, she's playing with like Lego people. She's playing with Barbie dolls. And I was like, there's a whole world of Star Wars figurines out there. And so I started going online and I realized uh, that you can buy 
So all when Clone Wars came out, no, 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 not when Clone Wars, when uh, Phantom Menace came out, yeah. all of a sudden the 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 Kenner people, the the uh, the toy people, realized, wow, there haven't been any Star Wars figurines in fifteen years. People are uh, ripe for this, and so they put out all these Star Wars figurines, every bit character, every minor nobody in the background, like Padme has got there's like 15 Padmes because every time she changes her clothes oh there, I know there's a, there's a local there was a local toy store that I hate to say just closed recently that was our toy store that we would go to and they it was such I don't know if I ever sent you these but they had Phantom Menace figures on sale that they hadn't sold in 1999 and they still had them they had a Jar Jar Binks and they had I believe they had uh, an Amidala made up with her uh, her kooky makeup where it might have been Kira Knightley, but I'm not sure. But they had those in the store until the place closed a couple months ago. Well, I have them all because Whoa, I went on the what I size? The, the big ones? <clears throat> no, they're the no, like they're the four the inch, that, four inch ish ones. Yeah, they're the ones <gasps> that like like the ones that we had in 1978. Oh hell yeah, the little ones. <clears throat> because I went online and I was like, I just googled like Star Wars figurines lot, and all these things popped up where somebody had. 50 of them and was like, I got 50 of these, one of everybody. And so I'm in competition with who, what, uh, I mean, clearly 15 other neckbeards from around the world and we're bidding against these things. And you know, I'm I'm willing to pay a hundred bucks for (laughs) 50 like Amidala's. Rusty so, Brown really wants to complete his collection with that tiny he Anakin. He's like, he's like, God, you know, All the I need only one, one I wanted. Ugh. I wanted the, like the muscly, uh, Leia or whatever. So, so they start showing up here in these giant bags and I'm like, well, I can't just give her 50 Star Wars figures. So I took, <clears throat> you know, I took Qui John and I, and I hit him in a bookshelf. And he has you know, a very specific set of skills. He does. Yes. He does. He's the thing is he's going to train Anakin, even though, mm-hmm. um, even though he, uh, the boy's too old. Yeah, because <clears throat> because with the metachlorians and whatnot. It's the metachlorians. He's got more than anybody off the charts. So, uh, so my daughter um, really, really notices things. And I, I tucked this Anakin in a hiding place and she saw it within an hour and was oh, like, wow. what is this? And she had no idea that they existed. Oh my God. You know? And all of a sudden she's got a four inch tall, um, Qui-Gon and mm-hmm. she's like, what is this magic? And I didn't cop to it. I was like, where did that come from? Hmm. And then every day I've been putting out another little <laughs> person. Wow. And because I've got this – oh, so the thing was once I bought 50 of these, then I was like, I'm on eBay. And I bought <clears throat> 50 more of them and then I got a, like a Millennium Falcon and an X-Wing fighter and all oh, these things. dude. That's so cool. All of them from you know from back in the day. And I've been putting just one out a day and sometimes I'll go – if she's – because I'll put out these these nerds from the Jedi Council that I couldn't identify. Mm-hmm. You know, if if somebody had a gun to my head, it's like I don't know. It's yeah. the pointy headed guy or the guy with a lobster for a face. There, there, that the meeting where democracy died. Yeah, that's right. And she, but she knows them all. She knows them. She knows them. She knows the planet they're from. She knows wow. the race they are. No kidding. Because she's read all the books fifty times. Oh my god. But when I would put out 
a couple of these people, you know, you could just see that she was getting a little bit blasé about it. And I'm like, hey, don't get blasé. Maybe they'll stop. Maybe there'll never be another one. Never know. And so a few few days go by and, and you know, nothing happens. And so it's become a part of her life that she's not really searching for them. But as she walks around, like every once in a while, there'll be a little dude or a little gal poking there or a little monster poking their head out of somewhere. Well, you know, that's been, um, that's been really fun. But the thing is when you buy a bunch of, a bunch of star Wars lots, here's what you get. Mm. Every one of them's got a Qui John and a Jar Jar mm-hmm. and, uh, a Lando Calrissian or something, you know, they, they, there's a lot of duplication. And so I've got, a bunch of cool ones, but I've also got like four Quijons hmm. and I've got four Mace Vindaloos or whatever. <laughs> That's a delicious Indian treat. <laughs> it is. It's very Mace spicy. Vindaloo. God, so he loves amputating people. He's, he does. So, so when I went over to Jason's house, I brought him a little, uh, a little, you know, I, I had a little bag of them that I'd recently got. And some of them, you know, some of them I care less about. And Jason was like, you know, that I love that little Mace Vindaloo. And I was like, it's yours. And he was like super, he was like really surprisingly like chuffed about it. He was so proud of it and like set him up on the table and kept looking at it. That's so cool. Um, he was really, really into him. But while I was at this dinner party, having some Star Wars times with my friends, a cat, I'm sorry, not a cat, a kitten, a Hmm. little kitten, Hmm. was acquired out (gasps) in the world What? and brought into the home. A tiny kitten was, there was this plan afoot, and apparently they'd been looking at kittens online and had been bidding on them, and people are like, ah, that one's already sold, and all this stuff. And they found this this little kitten, and they went and got it and brought it home. And so all of a sudden I'm sitting here having my sous vide filet mignon and I get a text, which is a picture of a tiny kitten and, um, you know, all these little heart emojis. And so I came home to now a kitten. I'm sharing a house with a kitten. The kitten's name is Alieska. Alieska. And the kitten is a kitten. Mm -hmm. Like she wants to stay up all night. She wants to attack everything. She wants to, but but she also wants to cuddle all afternoon. She wants to be fed, um, and she wants to poop in a box. Like she wants to do all the things that they want to do. It's a regular cat. You got a cat. It's a regular cat. Hmm. But the thing is, and are you still there? Yeah, of course. Oh, uh, the the sound changed a little bit. Oh, sorry. No, I'm here. Um, uh. My little girl, all of a sudden, very in love with this cat. Oh, God. But here's you know, the thing. You never that, had a chance. I never had a chance. But what's hilarious is that they still do the thing where I'm standing in the kitchen with a cup of coffee and my socks, and they say, oh, at 2 o'clock, we're going to go X. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys are going to go X what? And they're like, well, well, you know, sorry, can't talk now. We've got to <laughs> we only wake you for the important meetings. <laughs> And then, so I'm there with my half a cup of coffee, and yeah. they're gone. And oh, it's boy. and then I look over, and there's Alieska going, mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, I guess it's just you and me, kid. And this past weekend, they went camping, the two of them. They were like, girls only. And so then it's me and Alieska just living in the house together. Yeah, you think that's part of the plan? Was it part of the plan to strand you with the cat so that you would bond? Well, I don't got no problem bonding with a cat. It's like, there you are. Mm-hmm. And the cat's like, meow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yep, that's all that, you know, you have exceeded expectations. Yeah. But uh, when you're living with Alieska all by yourself, as I was this past weekend, there's the thing about a cat, and you know this, mm-hmm. a cat wants to sleep on your face. Mm. A cat wants to fuck with your face in the night. Yeah. And I can't have something fucking with my face in the night. I just can't. It's against like, Se- second to your feet, feet in the morning, face at night. Just leave it alone. Leave it. Don't mess with my feet mm-hmm. in the night and don't mess with my face in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's just, just, just basic common courtesy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, look, we got to have an agreement, you and me. Don't mess with my face in the night. And the cat is like, nope, no problem. Do you mind if I play with your keys under the bed while you're trying to sleep? And I'm like, I mind that too. How did you even get my keys? You know, like stop it, knock it off. And so, I don't know, Aliaska and I have been, uh, we've been developing a relationship. And what I'm realizing is that everybody else in the house, it's just like when the baby was born, everybody else is enjoying the cuteness of the baby but when it's time to say, um, well, you know, the baby can't just like run our lives. The baby can't dictate to <laughs> You'd us, be amazed. <laughs> you know, more, more than it's going to, right? Yeah, like, I, yeah. like in the, because in the sense of the cat, like I came in day three and they were feeding the cat, um, you know, a can of wet whiskers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there was a little bowl of kibble over to the side. And I said, okay, uh, I'm sorry to inter- intervene here. I know that I don't have any say in, in any of these matters, but here's what happens if you feed a cat wet food. The cat's never going to eat the dry food. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon you're going to be in a tier. The cat's going to be a tyrant. You feed, start feeding the cat wet food. The cat likes wet food and you go, yay. Okay. I really nailed it. I got it a treat. And then guess what? Now you bought all that one. Let's say you get some eye and love and you wascally wabbit because the cat likes wabbit. And then you, you feed the cat that. And then guess what? Now you're back to a Morris the cat type situation. A week later, the cat's not interested. And like that bar just goes up and up and up. Also, it makes some up. shit weird. And, and so eventually you're going to have a cat that only eats lasagna. Yeah. This is not a thing that you want. You need the so – here's what you do. You put dry food out. Cat boundaries, John. The cat is going to scream bloody murder because you fed it. Because it lived three days where you were feeding it fucking labor canoodle. And now it's like, how did I end up with this wet food or this dry food? But the thing is, a cat has got a walnut brain. And by that afternoon, it's going to. Now you're the asshole. Gonna, <laughs> but the cat's going to go like, all right, I guess dry food yeah. is what I got. And they're going to eat it. And then life returns to normal. You can give it a little bit of wet food. That's fine. But don't. Don't get into a situation where the cat is running your life. You got to mix it up. Well, this is the thing. This is one reason I'm up early is because the cat meows 13 times every time she meows. And that's her signal saying to my wife, please go give me the wascally wabbit that I don't really like anymore. And then you, you put it down or you put down some greenies and the cat goes, hmm, takes a bite and then, and then runs away and, and goes lay, lay in the sun. 
That's I guess yeah. that's her job. You're right though. You're create you're creating an ex not you, but your your beloved family's creating an unreasonable expectation that's gonna be hard to sustain and it's not good for anybody. That's just my opinion. It's it's my opinion too. My dad would feed his cat my dad's cats, and I'm talking about now I'm talking about puppy two. Mm-hmm. Uh my dad would feed puppy two some wet food in the morning. The cat would eat half of it and then would snub it in the afternoon and insist on having fresh wet cat food. Oh boy. So that so that my dad was throwing away half a can of cat food a day because it because it wasn't fresh enough mm-hmm. for the cat. And I was like Sorry, Princess. I, look, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I cannot live in this world, you know? Yep. Um so anyway but the thing is, like, I'm the bad guy again. I'm the one that, you know, that doesn't let their kid throw a tantrum in the mall. And I'm the one that doesn't mm-hmm. feed the cat uh, $15. Oh, you're the, the you're the bad one. Mm-hmm. That's where you are now. But, you to, you're the bad one. But, you know, I can do that. They cuddle it. And then I'm the one that's like, you can't sleep on my face. Mm-hmm. But last, so last night my kid comes in to my room and she's like, the cat, can't, I can't have the cat in my room. It just, it's under my bed. It's playing with your keys, I can't sleep. She's like, can't the cat sleep in here? And I'm like, See? the cat can, you know, exactly. <sighs> I'm like, the cat can't sleep in here because I don't want it to sit on my face in the middle of the night. And we both looked at, at each other and we were like, mama's room. And we ran down and we, we, we pitched the cat in the room and we closed the door behind it. <laughs> you just <laughs> kind of like, just whipped it in there and closed the door. Just and uh and and this is the thing about hippie mom yeah who who everything is fine she woke up this morning and i was like did cat sleep with you last night and she was like yeah she did it was really great she cuddled with me all night you're kidding mischief managed wow and i said i said did the cat jump on your face Uh and she said yes the cat woke me up in the middle of the night by pouncing on my face and i was like huh and that was fine and she was like oh it's so cute and then another time she woke me up by literally punching me in the face with her paw while I slept. And I was like, and that was fine with you? And she was like, really, really cute. Super cute. Wow. I was like, she's, she's, have, she's your Eric Corson in this situation. We have completely different thresholds. She is living in a neighboring France. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like, God bless them. I'm glad they found each other. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a blessing that we're not asked to participate in the family. Right? It's 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 an it's an understandable job. Mm. Um you and I have an un- understandable job which is like there's a family, mm-hmm. we are we're adjacent to it or members of it. Um, I mean every and, every and, France needs a karma suck. You, you need somebody you know, there who's going to be standing there saying no way are we doing that. And then they just well, ignore you and move on. It's a lot like, you know, the Vichy or something. That's right. We'll be alerted when uh, when we're when we're required. <laughs> You'll be and receiving then... <laughs> your assignments on the day and date. Don't plan too far ahead. Why would I put that on the calendar? But here's where you're going at two. Hakuna yeah. Matata. It's gotten so that I'm kind of scared to stand in the kitchen with my socks drinking a cup of coffee because I'm like, <laughs> when's the other shoe going to drop? No way. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs>